What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Left Hand Backhand. I'm your host, Michael. Joined us always with Lincoln. How's it going? Going great. We got Fourth of July tomorrow, which is why we're recording the day earlier. Yep. Uh, we got a tournament, a disc golf pro tour tournament to recap. I, I played a tournament over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we got some exciting stuff coming up in just the general world of disc golf. So it should be a fun pod. Yeah. Um, we'll just get back, get straight into it with the uh, preserve. Is it preserve championship or just the preserve? I don't preserve championship. Um, yep, the preserve championship. I don't like yeah. that as well, or as much. But just like having a name like the preserve is like, like you can just say the preserve, and you know what you're talking about. I think yeah. that's strong enough. It's smooth. Yeah, I I like it too. Um, we'll just go over the top ten real quick. So Ricky Wysocki, uh took it down, shooting a thirty-seven down. Um, kind of clear and far away from second place. We had Cole Rudolin, Calvin Heinberg tying, uh, Eagle, Eagle McMahon fourth, Garrett Gerthy, James Proctor tied for fifth, and then Andrew Presnell, Alden Harris, James Conrad uh, tied for seventh, and then Anthony Barella and Gannon Burr to finish out the top ten. So, yep, kind of, kind of, no one out of the ordinary per se um but some good scores shot out there kind of exciting um but ricky just ran away yeah. with it for sure um and then on it's the kind of F- interesting too watching the jomez coverage it yeah. didn't feel like he was running away with it because it felt like alvin was right there but calvin just choked and missed a bunch of putts uh yep cold Rodolin popped off and shot what like minus 15 that yeah. third round yeah so ricky ricky won by four five, five. over the second place but yeah. he did he did eagle the last hole so yeah he, he went birdie birdie eagle to finish it out right so if he didn't do that he would have been it would have been a lot closer and yeah it kind of almost was moving towards that direction but yeah good to see rick come back and win it even though he had some flare up with his wrist and stuff yeah i mean just looking at the scorecard ricky had one bogey cole had none calvin had one bogey eagle had none garrett girthy had one james proctor still shot an eight down with a double and two bogeys um but like just not a lot of it's it's gray for the pdga scorecards but not a lot of red scores on their yeah. on their scorecards for sure so it's a I'd, i don't want to say it's a soft course because it's still difficult but it is not a well it's a challenging course There's but i wouldn't say course. i wouldn't say it's a difficult or like stressful course you know yeah there are a few holes where you do have to especially focus like uh i can't remember the what number it is but the short part four that's a tight tunnel and then it dog legs hard like almost 90 degrees to the right and it's another tight tunnel yeah like that one always picks up a bunch of bogeys or or worse yeah uh birdies rare on that hole that's like one of like two or three where you see higher numbers trouble taken. yeah yeah so 
the the leaders did a, a good job for sure. Um, and then on the FPO side, you had Katrina Allen taking it down over Kristen Tatar by three strokes. Uh, Holland Handley mm-hmm. finished in third. Missy Gannon, Kat Merch, Ella Hansen tied at fourth. And then Paige Pierce, Haley King, seventh. Val Mondahano, ninth. And Jen Allen, tenth. So good to see Val back on the board. Yeah. Star studded leaderboard. Um, but this, did you watch any of their like Joe Mez coverage at all? No, not yet. Oh my God. It was, so I was following <laughs> it like on PDJ live and then I went back and watched mm-hmm. it. Chris Katrina Allen went into the round with a three stroke lead. And mm-hmm. on hole nine, it was tied. So I was like, oh my God, Kristen yeah. just made up three strokes in nine holes. Nine holes. Not necessarily that she's going to run away with it, but I was like, this is her first time kind she's of come, come back. coming back and then putting pressure on Katrina. I think if it was anyone yeah, else. She's, she's typically one with the lead from like outright. The outright, yes. Like, she, Everyone has to try catch her, and she makes no mistakes. Um, right. I would I would say if it was almost anyone else but Katrina, maybe a Paige or like a Haley, Kristen's pressure on that hole, like on the ninth hole, would make some people crumble. Like being chased down that quickly in the final round yeah. would make make them just like add that extra pressure, but. Christian just kind of gave it away on hole 11, I believe. The one, the the short, uh, big uh, retaining wall island hole. That oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah, Tennis a lot of people. Part post. five is nine the iconic over the water part three. Is that yes. right? Yes. The one that everybody posts Instagram yep. videos yep. on. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then 10 is the part five. And then 11 is the. Giant retaining wall with, plays with to the, a, an old golf green. Yep, and yep. it 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 actually is a little bit more elevated than it looks on camera. Yes, in terms yep. of you're throwing a shot that has to get all the way to the basket, sit softly, but get uphill at the same time. Yeah, yeah, not easy to do. Um, but she just early released it into the water and then went on to bogey. Then like the next hole, par and bogey. So she was. Mm-hmm right into it and then gave it right back away to to finish yeah. out so well good for cat to get back up on the board uh yeah yeah there's some off the field stuff off the course stuff that apparently has been going on which i don't have uh enough information to want to dig into it and share opinions on yeah but apparently she was very involved in it and so it kind of was taking an emotional toll on her mm-hmm. from what she was saying so it's kind of good to see her come through and perform at a high level when she's kind of going through some off the field stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was, it, was impressive. It, it was one of those types of weeks where it either makes you focus more and kind of dial it in or it could have crushed you. And I think it was, yeah, it was good to see her stay sharp and actually oh, have like, that chip on her shoulder and something to prove because she is still 
one of the elite players on the tour. She hasn't shown it mm-hmm. so much this year, but it's uh exciting that she's kind of back and kind of hitting that midpoint of the season, going over to Europe. Um, so a good time to turn your season around, kind of. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. A couple other storylines from the preserve. Uh, Ricky's round one. Did did you watch Jomez round one? I didn't, but I followed everything. Uh, I watched half of it. I think well, I watched the first nine. I, I hope they just post, like, you know how they did with Paul's 18 down round? Yeah. I hope they post that with Ricky's first round. Not that it was 18 down, but the man had two bogeys and zero pars. Yeah. 17 birds. He had 16 birdies. That's insane. So he shot 14 under because of the two two bogeys, but like just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And it was just like every every hole, it was like, yeah, I just expect him to birdie now. Like the next hole, yeah, I expect him to birdie. Next hole, I expect him to birdie. Yeah. Insane. It, yeah. He was, was it 14 down or 15 down? It was, he 15, eagled hole it was 15 because he eagled. 15. Yeah. 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 Forgot. He eagled hole 18. Yeah. So, so that was. I don't know. I don't know if that was a course record, fifteen I down. I think it is. It might have been, but then Cole Dolan tied it round yeah. three, which is pretty cool to see yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie, birdie, bogey, and then birdied out from seven through seventeen, and then got the eagle on eighteen, which <laughs> is just unbelievable, wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, so that was cool to see. Uh, his wrist was flaring up from his Lyme disease stuff, which you could legitimately actually tell on coverage round two and three. There were definite shots where you're like, that is not a Ricky shot. Like he yeah. early released some things. He was trying to he was trying to overcompensate with certain shots, and you could just tell he was just trying to get the disc out there with a few of the shots. And then, you know, sometimes it looked normal, but you could, you could actually see it within his form, which I thought was kind of surprising to visually see on camera a like small inflammation in his wrist type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, props to him for pushing through it and staying within his game plan because he didn't, he didn't try to overcompensate in terms of throwing shots that he didn't need to throw. He just, was getting his game plan, getting his ducks in a row, and capitalizing when he could. Yeah. Yeah. And making putts. I mean, that's what you have to do on tour, and especially a course like this where it was almost kind of birdie or die type of course. Um, You keep it straight and then make your putts from 20 to 50 feet and – you'll put up good scores. So. Which he actually did miss a number of putts. And the surprising part was that so did Calvin. Coming down the stretch, Calvin was yeah only like a stroke behind him or something like that with like six or seven to go. And Ricky big putted him on the uh, difficult par four. I can't remember if it's, it's 12 or 13, but it's the par four that goes like through some like trees. You have to pick your gap. And then it goes to the left, and then the basket is like in that stump, and it's elevated. Yeah, uh, and is that Ricky number Big six? From like, 
No, it was on the back nine. Okay. Probably 12. I'm pretty sure it's 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Rick, that... Ricky made like a solid 50 footer and ran it in. And then Calvin missed it. Maybe a 30 closer. Footer. Like yeah. it was inside the circle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he went on to bogey the next hole. So, so that, that was the, the turning point. Yeah. So it was just yeah. surprising to see Calvin, who's so robotic, just miss some yeah. routine putts for him. Yeah. Which you just don't expect. But I mean, it is good to see that he is somewhat human. For not sure. just a complete robot all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel bad when he doesn't miss and I'm like, Wow, this is actually like possible. So Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh cool. and then you have some Any other, other storylines from the preserve. Nothing from the preserve. I think it was a, a good course. It it's it's a good property. I don't know how I feel yeah. about the course as a whole and coming from the west coast when you have beautiful lush green golf courses they at least look visually appealing and then you go or to an, it's very dry there yeah and i understand they haven't had like much rain and i don't know what the irrigation system i don't think they have one because like what disc golf course would um it's like yeah. I understand you're at the mercy of Mother Nature, but yeah, just like dry grass, no out of bounds, birdie or die type of course. Like I love how the West Coast golf courses get all the bad end of like, oh, this is terrible. I don't like this. It's just Heiser Fest. Like this was like the biggest Heiser Fest I've ever seen. There, there's a few <laughs> shots that are like you need to, but it's like there's no one throwing an 800 foot roller at Portland Open because there is out of bounds there. Were there were there 800 foot rollers at the preserve? AB did one on the par five. <laughs> yeah, I heard he laid down okay. an 800 foot uh, roller, but just like yeah, he eagled he eagled hole ten yeah. twice. Yeah. Which he was like one of three people all weekend to eagle it, and he did it twice. Yeah, but he's eagle... also a different animal. Yeah, yeah, one thousand one hundred and fifty-eight feet. Like, excuse me, Insane. eagle, eagle, yeah. eagled it as well. Eagle and AB, freaking crazy, dude. Yeah. Nuts, man. Yeah. So... Um, I will say about the, the course itself. Uh. I'm not going to comment on the difficulty of the course because people have their opinions on it. I The thing that I do want to comment on is the quality of the setup of the course and like the tournament itself, because the tee pads were beautiful, mm -hmm. like very appealing to look at these nice red turf tee pads that were new. They were kept clean. There was like, it was like manicured around it. Like all the baskets were in good locations where, you know, they utilized as much of the natural course as they could. I, I just think there were lots of ways that that course has just been set up to be very aesthetically pleasing minus the lack of rain because it was just very brown. Yeah. But like, I, I think Kale did a really good job with the property I would love to go play that course. It'd be in 
extremely difficult for me. I would not be able to shred it like those guys do. Yeah. But, uh, but I just thought it, it looked good. And I think moving forward, more disc golf courses will start to make their tee pads and their baskets and like gallery placements look like the preserve did. Yeah. Well, it's cause it's, it's a golf property specifically designed for disc golf. Like right. it, that's, that's what it is. When you put a temporary disc golf course on a golf property, it's not going to be perfect. And then when you have park style courses that are just disc golf in the woods, you lose the spectator gallery aspect of it because that's not yeah. whether they were originally put in with trees and line fairways um, to accommodate for. So, yeah, I just think moving forward, they will have courses in a similar uh, setup in terms of building out beautiful tee pads and trying to you know, make it feel like it's a bigger event and that like, as yeah. this is a pro tour stop. This isn't just your, yeah. we're turning our local course into a potentially pro level course. Like this is a, this is manicured to be a disc golf, you know, yeah. scene. Yeah, Kale does a good job. He was on the scene. He's been on the scene for a long time. Um, yeah. And he he sets kind of like that gold standard of what is expect, expected from a property like setup spot. So, I agree. Cool. And then I think you are kind of involved in an exciting new release coming up. I am indeed. So as uh, some of you listeners should know and be well aware, we are uh, Trash Panda enthusiasts here on this channel. Uh, Jesse is a good friend of mine now. Uh, met him two years ago now, and we played a casual round together. And then uh, you know, we met up and played Beaver Ranch. And then we kind of just got to talking and uh, kind of just clicked on a uh, – human level mm -hmm. and then you know just started talking about trash panda and and now we've become very good friends uh and i've been fortunate enough to be involved in trash pandas early releases of uh you know their discs and their molds and not well i guess today's monday the week after today next monday is the official drop party for his new mid-range that's being released and that is the doom Yep. I've been fortunate enough to throw this disc for a few months now, and Mr. Harris also now has a Dune in his bag. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Dune? I like it. Um, it's I like you have said it before, and I got to throw it a lot more in the last couple of weeks, and it kind of holds true. It is the faster longer version of the inner core and what i mean by that is it's not flippy but it's not overstable and it's not understable it is very neutral 
it holds the line. Like I can throw it if I put it on a steeper hyzer line, it's not flipping over at all. Like it's just holding and drifting to the right the entire time. I can throw it hard and flatter hyzer flip and it goes straight and I can throw with a little bit of ante and it will hold and just kind of drift and pan the entire time. So um, mm-hmm. I think I know what Jesse is wanting to do by making a fully recyclable beginner set. And I can't agree more that this is a perfect beginner mid range to learn on. A lot of people yeah. like to say, get an understable disc, learn how to hyzer flip it to like get those angles. And that's how you get max distance when you're beginning. But I think that only takes you so far. This disc shows you what angle you're throwing it on because it is so neutral in its flight. Is a I I think giving a beginner a like super touchy flippy disc is not the correct solution. I think you need yes. to give them something that is truly neutral and not understable and not overstable. Yeah. And based on what I know Jesse's doing in terms of the trash panda lineup, I, I think the dune is is fantastic. The one that I have is in fact a touch more stable because this was a earlier run. So based on the other ones that I've uh thrown and seen thrown uh and i think yours is part of that run or the newer run where it is just way more neutral um mine has a take of bite to it and i've had it for several months and it still has bite to it yeah so i got a a kind of a sweet run so therefore i will be able to bag two of these and have one be my straight to you know if i give it a lot of power. I can get a little turn and kind of have it just drift straight. And I can also have one that's just going to, I know it's going to fade a little bit more at the end of it, which I think is, you know, very exciting for me. <laughs> just knowing my bag and how often I throw mid ranges, it's not that much. So I, right now I pretty much only have the dune in the bag and it covers a lot of what I need it to. Yeah. And I think as a player, you know, grows and learns, they can have one mid range in the bag and throw a hyzer with it they can throw a flat and they can throw an anhyzer with it and it will accomplish all three shots so therefore yeah. you don't need a bag I don't know, it'll just teach them how to properly throw a disc which i think is fantastic so yeah the drop party is next monday the 10th so if you're in the denver area get out to dry dock come north to the long dry dock party. north yeah dry dock north you'll get two dunes i believe yeah i think so there's prizes to win. There's a bunch of swag there. Uh, for those who enjoy a nice beer, I think they are doing, you get like a free drink or something like that. And uh, there's, there's, there's a bunch of stuff going on and it's just very exciting to be a part of it. And so I will be working this week to help get that launch party uh, ready to roll, which is nice. exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, that's super sweet. Um I know Jesse has been very helpful to you, but also like to us um, by default um, and supports the channel. And so it it's awesome that we can get out there, support him. And 
it's so cool to see what he's doing in the disc golf community. Um, not single-handedly, but he, he has a small team and he's not a giant manufacturer. Um, and so, he's kind of making waves with what he is doing. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's so. getting people on his side. He's like, we, I don't want to share information they're not allowed to share, but I know that Lone Star is very supportive of what he's doing. I know that Discraft is very intrigued and interested in doing something moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to give away things that aren't public knowledge or, or can't be shared, but I know that those two brands are, you know, very excited about it. No, um, Scoop, uh, from Latitude 64, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He and Jesse are super close. Like they talk fairly regular, regularly. That's cool. Um, so like, Latitude 64 is, is, you know, yeah. supportive of it, right? I, it also just doesn't look good for a brand to not be supportive of Trash Panda. But, you know, having your your brand be supportive of all of know, disc trying golf. to make disc golf yeah. more sustainable is going to look good for brand. Yeah, pretty easy message to get behind and support for sure. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, you want to head that's, into some. Uh, that's the bean drop. Yeah, you want to head into some dealer choices. Uh, did we want to touch on my Fourth uh, of July tournament that I had over the weekend? Let's save that for the in the bag. Okay, sounds good. I think that's a well. Then better, I'll like, do my dealer yeah. choice. Yeah. First, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into yours because I think yours is a little bit more themed than mine. Yes, not quite as uh, uh, disc golf related, but. It'll work out. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what I'm doing is called guess the disc, and I'm going to give a clue, and you're going to make a guess, and then I'll give you another clue, and you're, you'll make a guess, and so you'll I'll keep giving you clues until you're able to actually uh, guess what this disc is. Okay. I'll okay. keep a I'll keep a tally mark. In, yeah, sounds good. Uh, first clue is, I am a mid-range. Emac Truth. No. Okay. The second second clue is, I am a part of the trilogy lineup. I wasn't far off. Uh, Compass. That was a pretty good guess. No. Okay. The third guess is, I wait. Sorry. You can look. It's okay. Uh, it's funny because these are probably the most the mid ranges that I kind of know the most, thankfully. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh my brand is located in Finland. Are you taking oh uh what's it called? What's that other, the one that the trilogy just took up? Is it the Svea? No. It's not Castaplast? Well, you'll tell me, but uh, that seems like what Cast, where Castaplast is. Yeah, I wouldn't call Castaplast trilogy yet because trilogy is like three brands. Okay, okay. That's just, that's just me. I don't know if they, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> are gonna have to call well, the way you said else, the way but, you said Finland, uh, I thought they were all in Sweden. This okay. brand is in Finland. Okay. Uh, my, I have a two fade. The, the gatekeeper. No. I have. I have a speed of five. It has a speed of four. Um. So it's pretty stable. It's not that stable. Your Finland one is just throwing me off. Um, it's not. It's not the verdict that has a little bit more. Is the barb a mid range? I don't even know. The bard. Bard. Yeah, the bard is a mid range. Is that what it is? It is not. Uh, I am thrown by Matteo regularly. Like, Matteo is known to throw this disc. Is this the trust? Nope. The heck? I just want to uh, go through all the Latitude 64 bids. The name of my disc is related to a tree. Or the name of the disc is related to a tree. The pine is not a mid range, is it? Yep. It is? Is that what it is? Is it, is it the pine? Yep. Oh. Five, five, four, zero, two. Nice. I didn't know so how, do how that. many guesses was that? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was my seventh guess. The seventh guess got it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, West Side is, is located in Finland. Weird. I had no idea. Like, like the brand is in Finland, whereas yeah. Latitude's in Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Sweden. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have another one if you want to do another one, or we can move to your in the back. No, let's do it. Mine's quick. Mine's quick, and then we don't have a long... Well, we'll have a longer in the bag, but mine's pretty quick and easy. All right, let me pull it up. The pine. Wow. I've never heard of any throwing that one. Yeah, Mattia throws it pretty regularly. Yeah. And that's the disc that I got in the tournament. So that's Oh, nice. That was my disc. All right. Uh, my first first clue is I'm manufactured by Innova. Hmm. Corvette. No. That would have been a very impressive one to get on the first on the first get because there's about it would well you tricked me probably because it says manufactured by so that's infinite and millennium which I know none of but mortar or no yeah. Heiser bomb there's half of discs are manufactured by them so that didn't narrow yeah. it down uh second clue is I am a distance driver i don't know how i'm getting on the right track right away but uh is i this, know it's really impressive is this the groove no oh dang that would have been a good 
The third clue is I am considered understable. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Uh, is that a shrike? Is that understable? No. Okay. It is not the shrike. Uh, the third clue is I am considered a beginner friendly driver. Oh, I know this one. The Mamba. No. What? How is it not the Mamba? <laughs> Do you know how many Mambas I have pulled out of Expo Park? I think I've had uh, eight. I have pulled eight out of there. How many times have you been in the water in Expo? A lot of times. But also, there's just a lot of Mambas. There's a lot of Mambas in there. I've been in twice. And... I've seen more Valkyries pulled out of out of Expo I, than anything else. I love Valkyries. I used to have an old like gummy bear champ green one and this thing was not like a regular like it was a stable one. Was it? But I loved it. Oh, okay. It looked like the one say, that Ricky was, used to use as gummy, a roller. If it was gummy champion, was it? It wasn't gummy. It just it just looked see. I don't think so. Oh, okay. The stamp, the stamp was wiped, so I don't really know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that was one of the discs that you and I, when we had our underrated, overrated, uh, in dealer's choice section, the Valkyrie was a disc that we said was highly underrated. So. Yeah, it was. All right, what clue are we on now? What number? Uh, you have given me four. I've guessed four. So. Okay. The. Third clue of it, or the fifth clue is, I have a speed of eleven. Is it a mystere? No. Okay, I'm on the end of a page now, so I have a little bit of backup. This is not territory the, that I know well. The sixth clue is. Uh, the the company of this disc is located in Utah. Uh -huh. That's different. Um, okay, what are the infinite? Uh, oh, is this the Maya? It is. Good job. Yeah. I just do once I once I said it was infinite. And the fact that I already said it was an eleven speed is pretty obvious, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't look it up, I didn't cheat, but yeah. I I did know Good that job. one because I've never thrown that before. Yeah, but my little cousin. I wanted name is... to. No. Oh, you you got a Maya? Yeah, my little cousin's name is Maya. That's so she doesn't want yeah, to play I disc golf one of those though. Yet. Oh well, you she should. She has a disc named after her now. I know. Ooh, I'll get her that for Christmas. She'll be like, what am I going to use this for? Boom. Get her an iBlend Maya X out. That'd be like eight bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. I went through the the dark web of infinite X outs this last weekend just to tickle it's my so fancy. Fun. It's so fun. They have some yeah. nice ones. Um, okay. So 4th of July is tomorrow for us. 
but for our listeners gonna be day of i'm probably gonna post this mm-hmm. tomorrow um or they'll listen to it tomorrow hopefully um so yeah i want to do not, yeah shame on you it's okay but i would i think it'd be fun to do a draft of you get five i get five of top fourth of july like necessities Ooh. and you can take it like whatever whatever however you want to interpret that but like what fourth of july things are you picking to be on your team so what are your top and you'll pick what do you want first pick or do you want to be the person that gets to pick two things uh, heads or tails? Which do you want? I'll go tails. It is tails, so you get first pick. Okay. I think it's a pretty for for me. My first pick got to be fireworks. Yep, that's the one on one. Yeah. Uh, I want to just take barbecue, but I feel like that's too broad whereas fireworks like fireworks is kind of all-encompassing so well, it, the it thing, is what it is but you barbecue could put, is too broad i don't think so just like having a barbecue is, is have a barbecue and then okay well then i'll like, take i'll take having a barbecue yeah yeah what else you got oh we're, we're snaking this thing yes 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 snake okay uh, third one, and this might be not a very commonplace thing, but for me, in my childhood, we did this every single year, and we would have a Boy Scouts flag ceremony followed by a breakfast. So I'm saying uh, a morning flag ceremony. Okay. Like, it's kind of generic. Or like not generic. It's kind of uh very particular to you. Not yeah, but like you know how like you'll see like you know, the raising of a flag kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like we would always do that in scouts and yes, I am an Eagle Scout and yes, I am uh ashamed of it. And <laughs> Is that three fingers for Eagle, right? Or is that my, is that the um um Hunger Games? It's a scout salute. Yeah. That's fine. It works. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to pick oh, drop my pencil. This one's kind of a classic for me. And I'm really sad I didn't get one this year. But the old navy flag shirts. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That is a pick. I know. That's what remi- that's what that like, just hit that just hit me in deep, all the memories. deep in the feels right, dude. That's every what, year that's what sparked that's what sparked those. this all for me. I was like, dude, I didn't get my flag shirt. I'm like, what else? Like, if that's I don't get this, so like, funny. yeah. Um, the funny thing is when you're when you're a kid, you need a different shirt every year because you're growing. Yes, or whatever. But like, we haven't bought a shirt since. Shoot, I was 
19 probably mm-hmm. 19 yeah. or 20 my mom sent me a shirt and that's the last old navy shirt i've had so yeah but that's that's real funny yeah that's a good one okay um and then i'm gonna get a little broad with this but i'm gonna do like float slash parade yep good i'm glad you took that it's not uh not really something that i was involved in yeah but it deserves to be drafted yeah so therefore i'm glad that you took it perfect good okay so i have barbecue and flag ceremony yes i get two more picks right now Uh uh-huh i'm gonna go with uh i i could take so many like very specific things to me growing up but i'm gonna take baseball okay i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna make it broad and and say baseball like what like going to a baseball game watching baseball playing softball yeah we we often did you know fourth of july softball games with like a bunch of family friends families and stuff that all the kids and the adults would play. It was a good time. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the first one I'm going to take. And then the second one I'm going to take is kind of the post-softball game, and it's water balloon fight. That's a good one. My my in-laws do that a lot. I never did it when I was younger, but, feel- like, it's fun. My mom scrapbooks, and I can – in my mind, see her scrapbook page of like a Fourth of July water balloon fight that we did, and I remember playing a softball game before it. So it's like we did the flag ceremony in the morning, breakfast, yep. then we, you know, went home, got our stuff ready, then had Fourth of July softball game, water balloon fight, barbecue, fireworks. Like that was like, yeah, we did that like multiple years growing yeah. up. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I also. Like a tip that I heard for water balloon fights is, and just like the whole process, freeze the water balloon, freeze them, use them as your like ice in your cooler, and then by the time you're about to fight, oh. they're they're thawed. And then you might have a couple ones that aren't thawed, and the person that you're most mad at, you can throw those ones at them. Exactly, exactly. And then it'll it'll hurt a little bit more. That's yeah, good. that's good. Um, this for my fourth pick i'm gonna pick just beer just everyone needs a beer lots of beer is going to be consumed tomorrow spilled um yeah all of it if if not beer then some other cocktail mix or you know yeah some fourth of july drink kind of thing i'm not going to take alcohol in general but i'll just i'll just do that one um, and then, I, I'd say you should just broaden it out to like drinks. Nah, beer. This is an American oh, holiday, beer. so. Um, number five. <laughs> it's not so much is your final pick. Yeah, it came to my mind when I was picking my two and three, so I feel like I gotta stick with it. I wouldn't say it's so much related to Fourth of July, but I'm gonna have to go with watermelon. It's just like the thank you, the sign of summer. Because it, yes, hundred percent, it deserves to be taken. I do not like watermelon, so I would have never taken it. But I'm glad that you took it. Like yes. parades and watermelon deserve to be on this 
Oh my god, watermelon yeah. is like. But I'm not, I'm not I'm not into it. Yeah, it's good. My mother in law picks. I like good watermelon ones. like flavored things. Yeah, and like I've I've had like really good like watermelon like pops, like yeah. icicle pops. Yeah, yeah. What what do you call what do you call popsicles as a kid? Some popsicles. Popsicles. Do you yeah. Give them a different name for them. No. Like icy pops, people call them that sometimes. Mm. No. No, not really. Or like, would you would you call soda? I think we. I don't think we called it pop. That's a southern thing to call it pop. Is it not weird? Because we called it pop. Yeah, I never like. I'm gonna go get soda. You want one? Hey, toss me soda. Like, it was um definitely. I feel like I was more of a soda, not the, and never call a soda pop. Like that's redundant. You don't need to say something yeah. twice. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. No, we called it pop as a kid. Like, no. hey, can I have a pop or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then people, other people call it cola. Like, yeah, give me a cola <laughs> when they're just like referring to just like soda in general. Like, give me a it's Coke. Weird. Give me a Coke. No, be a pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The pockets of uh, of what they call the carbonated beverages. I know. Yeah. Wild. So good, good pick with watermelon. That closes out your draft. Yes. And so my pick, I can be, super be as broad, broad as you need to. Yes. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very specific with this concept. The concept is broad. But I'm gonna be very specific with what I'm taking, and that's a an American flag cake. And on that cake. Strawberries are the red stripes. Yeah. Whipped cream is the white, and blueberries are the stars. Yeah, that sounds good. And inside the cake is is a uh, Jello cake. So like, you like bake your cake and you poke holes in it, and you pour the Jello, and then you put it, oh, like the Jello while the fridge, it's like the liquid. Yeah. You put it in the fridge, let it, you know, solidify or do whatever. And then you put your whipped cream on it, and then we would put blueberries up in the top left. Wow. Try to make it look as much of a cake as possible or as much of an American flag as possible. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite childhood uh 4th of July like memories is like oh yeah, we get the the Amer- American flag jello cake like Yeah. Super exciting. But so like to make it broad, like 4th of July dessert cakes. You yeah. can do that with like rice krispies or whatever, but it's with our uh American flag jello cake. Nice. Perfect. Um, you could also it, like, you could have taken like American flag food, you know, yeah, stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Those are some, some solid lists brought back a lot of memories. Um, it's just kind of fun to just like go with the it's holidays. Nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. I like it. You like did the Easter one as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the candies. I appreciate you bringing the uh, holidays, yeah, the uh, themes into it. It's good. Yeah. Good well, I, for me, it's like I get to relive them all again. Now. Like your kids aren't old, but like you've done them, you've gone through them once with the kids. Like mine, like this we, we've is done my, the first time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like this is my first time with him as fourth for Fourth of July. So like. It makes me more excited for it. Fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to a parade yeah. tomorrow morning. So I'm I'm excited to to watch it. 
Um, and then we're on to in the bag because you had a tournament this week and yeah I did um, you can give us a quick rundown what was working what wasn't working what you're looking forward to um, the, the, the space is yours so you you take it away yeah we'll interject with any questions you have uh, I played a two round one day tournament on Saturday. It's called Freedom Flaps Tournament. They've done it for multiple years. It's a Dragon Disc Golf Club here in the Denver area. Uh, this is at my favorite course in Elizabeth called Prickly Pines. It's like a mountain course vibe without the hike of a mountain course. Yeah, for so sure. So it's to me a lot more fun. There's actually wooded shots that you have to shape you know, specific shots in. So uh, it's it's my favorite course by far that's within a half hour of where I live. So yeah. I always look forward or I had been looking forward to playing a tournament here for a long time. And the last two years, they canceled the tournament at Prickly Pines because of external factors. Yeah. The fact that we had it this year, I was very excited for. Uh, I played in the MA1 division, so the advanced division, and uh, was tied for first place after round one at minus three i had three bogeys and six birdies mm -hmm. in round one missed multiple c1 putts just was not connecting with the putter i missed most of them low like i i was actually dead center but just missed them a little low yeah. so obviously they didn't even have a chance because you're not going to make a putt that doesn't get to the chains uh, and then, of course, I overcompensated and missed one high on an elevated basket. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm I'm not enjoying the putter right now. But yeah, I uh, played 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 relatively okay round one, even though I made a lot of mistakes and I was tied for first, so I was fine with it. Uh, then going into round two, I uh, started out not making the same mistakes that I made round one. So I corrected a few things mm -hmm. and then a couple holes that I did execute during round one, I made mistakes on in round two. So it was kind of a, uh, a frustration of, man, I fixed the mistakes that I made and now I'm making dumb mistakes on these other yeah. holes where I yeah. executed it last time. So that was a little bit frustrating just to not uh, put together a complete round. Uh, I was minus four going into the final three holes. For the round or so total? Added, uh, for the round. So minus yeah, so you're uh, seven. seven down. Seven total. Yeah. And I had a two-stroke lead on second place and a three-stroke lead on third place. Uh, we get up to hole two because it was a shotgun. So sort of not a yeah, hole. Yeah. We get up to hole two. We have three to go, two, three, and four. And on hole two, there it's an uphill tee shot, and then it kind of comes downhill. There's a road on the right that's OB. You have to hit a double mando, and there's trees inside the double mando, and you have to have a shot that shapes to the left but then fades back out at the right. So it's a tough hole for sure, and if you make the mando – it's still not a guaranteed par. No. Which yeah. is 
a, a good challenging hole for sure. Uh, I threw round one, made it through the Mando and got up and down for par. No big deal. I played this hole a ton of times and in this pin location, which is the long location, uh, it shapes perfectly for a lefty backhand to throw something on a little bit of ante, flex it out through the gap and have it fade out towards the basket. Yeah. Well, I, uh, had a blister on my pinky toe. I'm going to make the full excuse. Are you ready for this? I had a blister on my pinky toe and I felt it like pop. Yeah. And I was like, crap, like I need to try to fix this. So I ran from the basket to on hole one to the tee on hole two and hurried and took my shoe off and took my sock off and tried to put a bandaid on it to just like get it wrapped up. And then I was third to throw on our card. So the first two guys threw and I was just now like once it was my time to throw, I was just putting my sock on. So I was already just kind of like stressed and just like my internal clock, even yeah. though I'm sure my card wouldn't have cared. Yeah. My internal clock of like, crap, I got, I got to throw. Like it, I, I can't be taking my time. I don't want to be called on anything. You know, I just want to keep the pace going. Yeah. So I, and my foot was very sweaty, grossly TMI. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I actually struggled to get my sock back on and then I put my shoe on. And then I just grabbed my disc and I threw without tying my right shoe. Uh, surprisingly threw the disc very well. I just had a slight grip lock and I hit the left Mando tree and dropped. Yeah. And I did not make the Mando. Yeah. So I had to go to the drop zone and I threw a decent shot from there, but clipped a tree and dropped down to like 60 feet or so for my bogey save ran it hit the hit the band and skipped off the top and then made a, a decent comeback putt from like 20 feet for nice. the five yeah. yeah so you went from so that, that was a, a long way to describe hole two but yeah. i went from being ahead two strokes to and uh second place and third place both parted so i went from being a two-stroke lead in first to tied for first with another guy and a one stroke lead on third place. Yeah. Going into two holes left. Yes. Uh, with taking double, I was last in the throw on the whole, on the next tee. So I could kind of see what my competitors did. Is the next one where it is a straight and it kind of falls off to the right. I've played it once. No, this way long ago. So I don't really remember. This is, there's two pin locations. There's one that's that's dead straight, and from the the normal tee, it's probably two sixty. Is it uphill? It's like two forty, but it's slightly uphill, so it plays like two sixty, and you have to miss a bunch of trees to get it all the way up there. Yeah. And then there's another pin location that's way on the right that you have to try to skip something way over to the right. Yeah. Uh, we were playing the straight location, but we were also playing from the alternate the tee, back. which okay. is longer. Okay. I, I do kind of remember that from one. like yes. way below. Yes. Yeah. So I was last so I could see the guys in front of me go. Uh, the guy who was tied with me for first, he hit a tree and was like 80 feet or so. So yeah. I knew he was going to just take a par. A par. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was one below us parked it like wow. right underneath the basket. Very difficult shot. And I was like, dang, that's clutch. Like, yeah, good shot by him. And then 
the first round I was in circle one, I was like 15 or 18 feet. So I birdied at round one and then threw the, grabbed the same disc and mm -hmm. threw it again, but didn't get it as flat as I wanted to. And so it kind of, but I made it through the gap completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I just kind of stalled out to the right, but I was pin high. So I had like 50 feet or so for mm -hmm. birdie. Yeah. Knowing that the guy that's in front of me or the guy that I'm tied with is going to take a par and the guy that's behind us is going to take a birdie. Yes. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I got a 50 footer here that I can pass and take a one stroke strong lead into going one into hole. the left yeah. hole, which yeah. is a, a, almost an impossible birdie. And if I miss it, I am in a three-way tie and worst case scenario, we go to a playoff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gave it a, a solid run, but I missed it am side and left myself like 25 feet for par. Uh, had to straddle out and thankfully made that. So that was, uh, nice. that was fine. But so three which I going into the last hole, uh, I'm still last on the tee. So I get to see what everybody else is doing. I, the guy who birdied it, put it like way left and we couldn't tell if he made it through or if he hit a tree, but he, you know, kind of made it a good ways up there. So we we're like, he's either, you know, 120 feet and very obstructed and has to just kind of scramble for par or he has like a, you know, 90 footer for birdie. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, he hit a tree early. And so he was just going to have to get up and down for par. And so I'm thinking, okay, I've got a chance to, you know, put it away, try to take this tournament right here. Yeah. I changed my game plan and went forehand slight flex with the Brazos was looking a really good line. And then I just hit the, you know, how you can either miss it by an inch or a foot. And yeah. sometimes you'd rather miss it by a foot than an inch. Yeah. Well, I missed it by an inch and dropped, like it hit me straight down and I kind of cut rolled and had a super difficult, uh, approach to try to get up and down, uh, threw my approach shot to about 25 feet. So not, an, not a gimme by any no. means. Yeah. And the other guy that I was tied with two holes ago, uh, he, put himself like 10 feet for his par putt. Yeah. So I knew, okay, I had to make a longer putt. This guy's got a, a pretty tap easy in for par. Yeah. yeah. But we still had the first guy who threw who birdied the hole before. Yes. And he had this straddle out from like 75 feet or so. He had to make it underneath this one limb that was sticking out and it's a downhill putt. And he's like, you know, what? I'm just going to give it a run. And he, just kind of gives it this solid, like big hyzer putt in there, and he absolutely smashed the putt. <laughs> well, wow. I'm standing there like 25 feet, thinking I I have a clutch putt here to send it to a playoff. Yeah, and he just passes this thing right in my face, and I'm like, "Thank, yeah, good job, guy." Like, yeah. To Obviously, go for it like I that, could have like, done a lot of crazy. things to fix it. Yeah, but he just hit a clutch putt. Yeah, like, yeah, I doubled, I doubled hole two, and that brought everything back into play. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, he clutched up and I didn't. So yeah, nice. I mean, you got but second. It was a fun tournament. So. Uh, I got a tied for second. 
apparently they didn't make a third place trophy for our division. There's only ten. Of, like, I think there's only ten or eleven of you. So yeah, they didn't feel like they needed enough or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They made third place trophies for every other division except oh. for MA one, which is kind of weird. Uh, and the guy and the guy was cool, and he and I, I was like, I don't really care for a trophy. If you want it, you can have it. And he's like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, we'll flip for it then. And yeah. he called it and flipped for it, and so he got the trophy. Nice. Yeah, I I remember my but, I yeah. the there was a tournament I played in. It was the How the West was won. And I got tied for second. In Parker. And, yeah. And I was just like, let me take a picture with this and then you can have it. Like I'll take the third one. I don't I really don't care. Like just let me take a picture yeah. with the second place one and then I'll be good. So yeah, it's always weird when you tie for a trophy because like who yeah. gets it then? Um all right. So what yeah. discs I should have I should have done that. That would have been good. But... Yeah. What discs were and that's, that's where I got the pine. Yeah. We're really working for you um in the tournament because you have a bunch of new ones in your bag yep kind this of. is my first uh full lone star tournament that i played in yep uh still putting with inner cores uh throwing the copperhead a ton any like putter shot that needed stability to it needed fade throwing the copperhead uh threw it a lot on forehand hyzers to you know, just like approach shots. So Copperhead yeah. was working pretty well for me. Cool. Like anytime I needed to scramble, Copperhead was doing that for me. And yeah. yeah. I feel like I did pretty well with it. Nice. Uh through the Brazos a good amount on some forehands. Uh first first hole, first round, I threw the Mad Cat instead just because I hadn't you know, I don't know, warm up, didn't want to try to force the Brazos. Yeah. To, go as far as I needed to without really warming up so through the mad cat and that was pretty much the only time I threw the mad cat all around mm. uh, but I threw the Brazos a bunch uh, threw the mockingbird a good amount as well and then I threw the Guadalupe uh, on holes two and three both rounds okay so I I got some good usage out of that uh, instead of throwing the curl through hole sevens gap that you have to make it it was a par four yeah I threw the threw the mockingbird instead and made it through the gap both times with it just nice. dead straight, good disc. Yeah. Uh, and then I, because the wind was picking up a good amount on us, I really leaned on the chupacabra a ton. Nice. And nice. I didn't I didn't want to lean on it because it's a very boring shot to throw a flex forehand with a stupid overstable disc. But <laughs> I threw it on threw it on hole eight. Threw it on hole uh, 11, hole 12, not 13. I threw it on hole 16. Yeah. Just a I bunch of times. Like on multiple holes. Yeah. yeah. It's just threw good it to on have. Hole, uh, six as well. Yeah. It's just good to have that disc that you know is only going to do one thing. I mean, there's a reason the pros love the Captain's Raptor, it's why they love the the Fusion X felons. It's why they love the what's a a um what's the Firebird. 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 Yes, like they want the disc the to do one thing and one thing only, and know how far it's gonna go, and that's what those overstable discs do. Like 
Is it good good for learning form? No. But is it good for being able to trust and you know exactly what it's going to do in all conditions all the time? Of course. So when the pressure situation starts rising, the wind conditions start rising, that disc is going to do the same thing whether the wind is 25 miles per hour, 35, or 12. Like, it's going to do the same thing. Yep. So it's good. It's always good to have. It's a a disc that I will not bag unless I'm playing a tournament or a tags round or something like that. Yeah. Because I don't want to throw it. Does that make sense? Like, I want to throw a shot that I can actually practice and uh, use more touch and finesse and, you know, throw – a backhand turnover instead, you know, something where I'm, I'm getting more practice and, and feeling yeah. like I'm a better disc golfer, but yeah, you're right. When you need those tournament shots and the pressure is rising, throw what is going to work. So perfect. Perfect. Uh, wind on that a lot through the curl a few times as well. Uh, through the warbird a couple of times, I threw a, a lot of my discs actually, which was nice. nice. Good. Do the harpoon a few yeah. times as well. I lost my V1 harpoon. That was annoying. Yeah. And then I also lost my Guadalupe yesterday. It's stuck in a tree on hole one. And then I lost a softball trying to throw it up to knock it down. Wow. And multiple so... people commented on my post on the Facebook page and said, yep, I saw it today. I was like, dang, don't there. Yeah. It'll it'll blow down and someone who doesn't check the Facebook page will find it and be like, oh, sweet, new disc. Yeah. It is so. wedged up there. I will say that disc, if I found if I found it, I would probably return it because it feels so weird and the flight numbers on it are, are kind of weird. Yeah. It's a seven, six, negative two, two. And just like feeling it, I'm like, I wouldn't throw this. I'll, yeah. I'll return it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, if I were sure. that guy, that's what I would do. But yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping it'll get back to me. It doesn't have my name or number. So we'll see. Yeah. Perfect. And then I got this pine from the tournament, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I threw this a couple of times, uh, just practicing between rounds one and two i went back to a hole and wanted to fix my mistake on that hole so i threw this just for fun and it's uh not overstable but it's stable for yeah. sure yeah and so i could throw it on anheuser and it would kind of flex Hold slowly up. yeah out. yeah so it's, it's fun just to throw it actually feels really good i believe this is in gold line nice it's a very pretty disc so fun cool that's what uh, sparked my uh disc choice for the dealer's choice today nice um anything you're working on for this upcoming week two minute drill uh, i will i will wait until next week to give spoiler or uh, to not give spoiler as to what i will be working on and a change that will be coming in my bag perfect uh but i do get to play some disc golf tomorrow and I'm just going to focus on having fun and nice. trying to just enjoy uh playing around on the fourth of July and just enjoying the mountains. So yeah. That's what I'm working on this week is just having fun. Good. Yeah. It I know when we get to our not we're not even to a high level, but like when we get to our level, we sometimes take it too seriously and we're too critical of ourselves. And we need to kind of remember me. how far we have come, why we enjoy playing it, and to just kind of just enjoy the time you get to be out in nature, being active, 
doing something you like and playing a sport that um, brings a lot of joy to other people. So I do think people need to just get out there for the fun of it, not just for the competition. And I, I think I sometimes forget that too. And it's like, I need to go out practice this. I need to go out practice this. It's like, sometimes you just should go out there to, to throw some Frisbees, try some fun sh- new shots, try that Simon line, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, it won't, it might not make you, you might not think it's making you better, but in a tournament round and this one weird shot is presenting itself, you're like, oh, I remember I, I tried that at the field once with this disc and it kind of worked out. Like, let me see how it works and you could pull it off. So. Yeah. 100%. Like tomorrow I'm playing Bear Mountain, which is this not, not gimmicky, um, but it's, it's somebody's private property and some of the holes are uh, designed to be kind of like a, a fun aspect hole. So yeah. not necessarily built for challenge or built for uh, major tournaments or anything like that, but just kind of being a fun, like nice home property course that yeah. they've turned into actually a very nice course. Uh, and so I'm going to obviously keep my score for my first throw, but throw multiples because that's what's fun. And I'm going to throw the line that I think is like the fun line that I want to throw. Like, a higher percentage but maybe not necessarily the highest percentage but what line seems like the most fun yeah and i'm going to record a bunch of shots and uh check out my instagram page for a highlight reel that i'm going to try to post perfect or something perfect sounds what good. about you anything you're working on no just everything okay. i'm gonna work on going out to have fun you you inspired me so i'm gonna go out there just have fun and um, don't take myself too seriously, for sure. Fair enough. So, well, shout out to Jesse and Trash Panda and their Dune yep. launch this week. Shout yeah. out to Lone Star for uh, having us rep the brand and yeah. you know testing out these new discs and seeing how good of players we are throwing discs that were not new plastic. You know, searching the entire disc golf lineup to figure out. So we yeah. we appreciate. Yeah, those two brands for being supportive of us, and uh, otherwise, I don't have anything left for this week. No, I'll do it. Everyone, stay safe on this Fourth uh, of July. Hopefully, you didn't lose any fingers. Hold it with your weak hand, not your throwing hand, so you could still play disc golf no matter what happens. But um, indeed, yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Let these out. <laughs>